0: Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X-Series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X-Series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on.
2: Imagine, a place of your own, in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone
3: you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard Solutions Edition right here at Payne.TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I was saying... My paternal grandfather, Lewis Gold, so he had this business, Cadillac Coins, and what his specialty was, was he was buying a lot of uh, Krugerands. that's K-R-U-G-E-R-R-A-N-D, and Krugerrands were a South African coin first minted in July 1967 to help market South African gold and produced by Rand Refinery and the South African Mint. All right, the name is a compound of Paul Kruger, the former president of South African Republic, and RAND, the South African unit of currency. So my grandfather used to buy a lot of Kruger RANDs because they were as close to no numismatic value as possible. They were basically the price of spot gold. So if you had, for instance, let's say a one-ounce uh coin i i I think i'm looking here at wikipedia it looks yeah they're valued at one troy ounce okay so he was able to sell them based on the spot price so it wasn't like getting a collector gold coin let's say it's one ounce i don't know what the gold price is today around eighteen hundred dollars so let's say a a one ounce of gold bullion is eighteen hundred dollars uh and that's and that's a 24 karat gold which would be 0.99 gold so if you had 1 ounce of gold bullion that you uh, were selling for $1800 but now let's say you had a 1 ounce collector coin and it was a rare coin so it's worth $25,000 but really only eighteen hundred dollars in gold my grandfather didn't really want to deal in collector coins so he would get Krugerrands and he'd buy them at lower than the spot price and he would sell them as close to the spot price as possible so back then he had a lot of clients we're talking in the late 60s 70s I think early 80s even he had a lot of clients that were Uh, dentists, doctors. Remember, back then, everyone was getting cash, right? Or they had checks that they were cashing. And so they didn't want stacks of cash sitting around their house, so he would sell them Krugerrands, all right? And then that way, they could keep them in their safe, and it was a lot easier to store you know, a coin, a one-ounce coin, than it was to store a stack of of, say, $50, $36, $50 bills. You know, that wasn't $1,800 ounce back then, but you get the idea. So I said, you know, over the years, I've thought about this. I never got into it because I was always doing entertainment and graphics and design and just didn't have time. But I said, I've got this last name Gold. It would be really easy to market. I could build a really cool brand around this. So I start doing research and ways to make money here. Now, there's gold, there's silver, there's platinum, you can get into diamonds. There's all types of stuff. Lots of courses out there. And then there's different models. You know, so some of the models is buying scrap gold, which what the uh, buyers look for is a bunch of uh, broken gold chains and things like that at estate sales, at flea markets, sometimes at pawn shops, but they're going to be harder to deal with uh, because they're trying to get closer to the real value. And so you can go out you can buy scrap gold and there's all these testing methods that you can look at eventually i'm probably going to talk more about this because i'm in the process of exploring this as a possible opportunity for sort of my local business and i'll explain uh kind of what i'm looking at as a business model it may be something that i do i'm i'm close to figuring it out But so what what a lot of the guys do that are in this as independents that don't own a pawn shop or they don't have a little store that says we buy gold, we sell gold, um, is that they run around and they'll go to an estate sale and they've got their testing kit and they do their tests and then they make an offer and they're trying to buy this gold. And what they're really trying to do... Uh, is buy it at about 75% of the melt value of the gold. So if you've got a pile of gold change ranging from 10 karat gold up to 24 karat gold, which you're not really going to find, uh, and they have a range in there, different weights, and that's going to be melted down. And let's say it was going to be uh, $2,000 in the spot price of gold. They're trying to buy it at about $1,500. All right. And then you don't have. To melt it down, they take that and they package it and they're reselling it to refineries that pay anywhere between 90% and 98%. But then some of them have fees they tack on and everything. It's not super easy here, okay? Don't run out and do this tomorrow. But you're trying to sell it at between 90% and 98% of the spot price, right? So you're getting $1,800 um, to uh, uh, what did I say, 98% to $1,970 sixty dollars for that two thousand dollars in spot price gold and you went and you bought it for fifteen hundred dollars so all of a sudden you can make three hundred dollars to four hundred and sixty dollars so you're making about a twenty to uh twenty three percent All right, or 15% to 23% on that investment you made. Now, if gold drops or silver drops or platinum drops, whatever you're in between the time you bought it and you sold it, you know, you can sit on that and hold it if you want to uh, as an investment, just like sitting on a stock or sitting on Bitcoin or anything else. So. You're not uh going and buying something like Beanie Babies that all of a sudden you've got uh, $14,000 in Beanie Babies in your garage. You're trying to sell on Facebook Marketplace or eBay, and then be- be- Beanie Babies go out of fashion and you're screwed because they're not coming back in style for another 21 years. All right. So there's gold and silver. Now, I said to myself, how are you going to go about this? Now, Once in a while, you're going to find pieces, right? So anything scrap, think of it like the and like what my grandfather was doing, right? So think of that as scrap. You're buying that chain, trying to get it down to 75% of the spot price, based on the spot price, and then reselling it to a refinery between 90 and 98% of the spot price. So that's like the Krugerrand. You're buying junk, and you're trying to get... Paid based on the spot price of gold, you know, on a given day. Well, once in a while, you're going to run into a piece. Maybe you're buying a lot at a state sale. A, A lot, not a lot. A lot, like a box of broken jewelry. So let's say you end up picking up, there's a nice ring in there. Like I have this Soviet era rose gold ring with a piece of amber. That's it's like a cocktail ring. That would sell for about $350 on Etsy, okay? If I melted that down in gold, maybe it's uh, $600 in gold. I mean, I'm sorry, maybe it's $100 in gold, but I could sell that for $350. So that's equivalent of, say, like a Krugerrand versus a collector coin. So you'll pick up some pieces that you can sell. Now, initially, you can build up a clientele locally using Facebook Marketplace. You can utilize Etsy and eBay to put some of the nicer pieces because I'm not telling you To go 100% purist with this, you can utilize the internet while it's still available. You can utilize these uh, listing services, I call them gig type services, while you can still make money at it. You just don't want to build a business that 100% relies on that. You've got to have about a third of the business or less relying on the internet side of the business, the other two thirds you build locally. So, Now you have the ability to take those pieces, make some additional money when you get a nicer piece, and there's a whole catalog that will tell you what kind of jewelry you're looking for, the maker, the manufacturer, that will have a lot of value to it, so you don't go send that off to the refinery if it's a Tiffany piece or something like that. So you have the ability to make some money on Facebook Marketplace, eBay, Etsy. You probably want to use more eBay and Etsy because you're reaching a larger Uh, audience out there you know it's worldwide at least nationwide instead of just within a 20 mile radius Uh, and then there's several refineries around the country that will buy this stuff to melt it down so you just have to look into them and make sure they're going to be around and you have a place to actually turn this gold out now the other thing is when you get the gold And you package it up in an envelope, let's say you've acquired now, you're sitting on an ounce of uh, gold. Uh, scrap and you know what it's supposed to pay you you pack because you tested it all you package that up and you send it to the refinery well they'll guarantee we'll get it processed within a week they're going to pay you the spot price the day they actually melt it so gold could go from 1800 dollars when you sent it in down to 1700 and that's what you're going to end up getting paid so you have to work that into your business model now i looked at another option Which I don't see. This would actually be my secret sauce, which would make me different than a lot of the other guys hustling and doing this. Uh, One would be my brand, because I want to be the first guy everybody calls. Oh, Dustin Gold is the gold guy, right? Dustin Gold's precious metals, you know, whatever it would be. So... One of the other things I looked at, well, let me go back to my grandfather's original model. As people are starting to get worried about their 401ks, about IRAs, a lot of things we're going to talk about on this show, and they're looking for alternative investments, like what Wide Awake Jim sells, which is oil and gas royalties, right? That's what he's selling. Uh, People are looking for alternative investments, you know, gold and silver, diamonds, things like that are actually out there as investments where people don't want to keep it in their 401k, they don't want to keep it in stocks, they don't want to necessarily keep it in bonds, so maybe they're going to lean more towards gold. Well, what happens is a lot of these folks go online or they hear these commercials run by the traditional conservative talk radio hosts who are selling them a ripoff because these people hear Roslyn Capital buy gold. Well, what they do is they're selling them gold that has numismatic value, where my grandfather was selling as close to gold bullion as you can. So one of the things I'm looking at is, can I take some of the scrap gold Right, and actually refine that myself. And there are ways to actually do it uh, at home. It's like cooking the bread. You know, there's some danger to it. It's a little black market, but you can refine it down, and I could create quarter ounce, half ounce, one ounce pieces. Basically, my own Krugerrand. You know, maybe I call it the gold coin, and then start to build a local base of customers. And I could do this, not just in my area. This is this is just me thinking out loud here, folks. I'm giving you solutions to the problems that lie ahead, okay? This is what this conversation is about. I'm thinking out loud. I'm also showing you how my brain works, how I start to think of these ideas. I start thinking, well, what if my audience at the uh, Dustin Gold Standard wants to get on the, in on this too, but just like having a homestead people sometimes want a homestead but they don't want to actually go out there and garden right so they end up realizing it's not their dream maybe people want to get into selling some of this gold but they don't want to go hustle to get the gold and melt it down and do all that work that i can spread out my area if it gets bigger from here to some of you that become satellite sellers and i start actually refining the gold making these half ounce, these one ounce pieces, and you find people that are trying to move their money out of other investments, or they're sitting on cash, and they feel like it's safer to be in gold, and we can literally sell these gold chips, these gold coins. So all of a sudden now, I could build a local client base, especially in and around the Washington, D.C. area, of start with 5, 10, 15, 20, and then it grows. Hey, that's the guy who's got the gold coins, and he's selling them. Uh, as close to spot price as possible. So let's say I'm getting the scrap gold at 75% of the spot price. I'm refining it myself, and then I'm selling these. Let's say I go, oh, I could sell them at a discount. The spot price of gold today is $2,000 an ounce. I'm selling these at $1,900 an ounce. So they're automatically getting a deal, right? Because I'm selling to them at a cheaper price price than the spot price of gold that would be sort of the marketing that goes behind this I'm doing research on this folks but a lot of this could be cash because I could have people buying these in cash so you have the traditional hustler business getting the scrap gold sending it to the refinery getting paid you have when every once in a while when you find a gem in there you sell it on eBay or Etsy or Facebook marketplace and then you have the third piece which a lot of local guys are not doing which is melting it down your and actually selling these half ounce and one ounce nuggets, and then couple that with really good branding. Now, all of a sudden, you have people I don't care, I don't care if it's drug dealers, I don't know what the hell they're doing that have $10,000 that they want to turn into five ounces of gold. And all of a sudden, I just took my gold, I converted that into cash if I want the cash. You know, you claim it, you pay taxes on it, and now I can work that cash into buying the homestead piece of property I want. And now this is a business that's operating locally on top of my internet business, which is the Dust and Gold Standard, and the brands fit together. So I'm not actually doing something that takes me off-brand or off-message or is just a time-eater for me. See, this is the way I'm starting to think creatively, folks. I'm getting my creative juices back because during uh, the divorce, and COVID-land, the high school theater production, all my creativity went out the window. I was basically basically stalled out. I was 40 years old and basically giving up, you know. But uh, now I'm back. I got a kid. I got a wife. I had a great Christmas. And now I'm coming up with ideas. Let me show you one more thing I'm working on as well, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Join the discussion at TV slash gold.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth With our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone. This episode is brought to you
1: by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit Kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
0: We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo, We're heating up, fam! You just can't miss tonight! Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. i on fire! New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yep, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts.
3: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain TV slash Gold. All right, folks, and finally here, finally. And we'll get into more detail on this stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of solutions and creative ideas. I want to get you guys on the show, start figuring out what you're doing, uh, what you recommend other people do during these crazy times as we start to plan ahead. So the, the third piece to what I'm working on is a new skill. Uh, since my world was always based in design and entertainment and web development and marketing and branding and over the last uh i mean i was always interested in outdoors and adventure and stuff my wife got me back into it she's a real adventurer and then obviously with uh willie g when he was on the way we started our own gardens we became part of a community supported agriculture farm with farmer carol and so it got me back into to that wanting to do that. And I realized if I want to go start a homestead, I'm actually going to need to know how to do all of this stuff if I want to start a homestead. So i like, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to do this while I have the time? Well, the way I look at things is with my podcast. Anything that I'm learning, I can share with you because part of this show is sharing information and ideas. Hopefully in 2023, we're going to spark a lot of people to go out, live outside their comfort zone, try new things. Get uncomfortable, folks. That's what you got to do. Get uncomfortable or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, that's what you've got to do. You got to get out there and explore. So one of the things I started looking into were some classes and courses I could take that are going to help me with the future homestead but I can also utilize uh, what I'm learning here on the show to share with you so I can monetize that because I'll be investing in learning the skills and then at the same time can I use those skills in the future to turn those into money both on the grid if we're still on the grid and off the grid if we move to a black market type situation when CBDC is here. So one of the opportunities I have is to do some internship work over at Farmer Carroll's Farm in the spring, of which I am going to do probably not a lot because Willie G. won't be walking yet, but I'll be able to strap him to my chest and take him down there and learn some farming from Farmer Carroll. At the same time, folks, I'm looking into uh, permaculture. And so permaculture, here, I'll just show you the Wikipedia here. Permaculture is an approach to land management and settlement design that adopts arrangements observed in flourishing natural ecosystems. It includes a set of design principles derived using whole systems thinking. It applies these principles in fields such as uh, regenerative agriculture, town planning, rewilding, and community resilience. Permaculture originally came from permanent agriculture, but was later adjusted to mean permanent culture, incorporating social aspects. The term was coined in 1978 by Bill Mollison and David Holmgren, who formulated the concept in opposition to modern industrialized methods, instead adopting a more traditional traditional or natural approach to agriculture so i start poking around and i haven't talked to farmer carol yet but there's a permaculture course that runs six days it's a it's a hundred and i think it's a 120 hour course or some no no i'm sorry it's a 72 hour course for the permaculture and it's 12 six hour sessions so there's a farm here in maryland that runs one and it's uh six sessions in the spring and six sessions in the fall now we have some plans here uh we've got to go to poland in june so i got to work this out but i'm looking into uh, permaculture and permaculture just traditionally you're taking a piece of land whether it be a third acre half acre you know a whole homestead of multiple acres and you're planting a lot of Trees and bushes and things, berries and stuff that come back every year. And sometimes it will take two to three years to be able to start to produce the fruit uh, or the, the vegetables and such, but then it lasts a lifetime, right? So if I learn this, this is a farming skill I can use at the homestead in West Virginia or use the homestead in Poland, I'm also looking at horticulture courses. Right? So now if I go learn some stuff from Farmer Carroll, I can film a lot of that and use it as content right here on the Dust and Gold standard and share this with you and teach you guys about this folks. If I take the Um, permaculture course, same thing. And if I take this horticulture course, which horticulture is the branch of agriculture that deals with the art, science, technology, and business of plant cultivation, it includes the cultivation of fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, herbs, sprouts, mushrooms, algae, flowers, seaweeds, and non-food crops such as grass and ornamental trees and plants. It also includes plant conservation, landscape restoration, landscape and garden design, construction and maintenance, and and uh, culture, ornamental trees, and lawns, okay? So I start saying to myself, do I want to invest my time, my money, into learning the next level of coding? Uh, like, say, I, I was thinking about cobalt or something last year, right? I, I don't really want to do that. I'm 41. Do I want to spin myself into working for the technocracy when they're already talking about Uh, artificial intelligence replacing programmers three, four, five years from now? Do I want to end up in this feedback loop like Yuval Noah Harari tells us that humans are going to have to learn a new skill every day because when technology reaches... Uh, exponential growth your skill will be useless the next day well guess what horticulture and permaculture i can use on my own piece of land to grow vegetables and fruits in a scientific way in harmony with nature as farmer girl would put it and that takes me out of the loop of having to deal with the supply chain issues or deal with the grocery stores or god forbid the farmer carols of the world go away they retire they move on i can still grow my own stuff both in poland and over here at the same time folks both of these let's say my show is gone in a couple of years both of these become because it's an internet-based business they could just turn it off on me both of these are marketable skills Even in the green climate hustle industry, which we covered here on episode 80 and 88 with Wide Awake Jim, because a lot of these companies that are virtue signaling are hiring people with permaculture and horticulture degrees. You basically get a certificate, all right? That's all you need is a certificate. So you can end up going in and working for some of these companies because they have to hire green folks to virtue signal their wokeness. So there's opportunities even to work in the system if you had to with this. Also, once you're certified, you could technically intern, like I could with someone like Farmer Carol, and then I could teach courses. Now, I know she doesn't teach courses in permaculture or horticulture, Uh, Because she just worries about her farm now. I could use a place like hers to actually teach classes and I could make money that way and spread the word about natural living. I'll become a full-blown tree-hugging hippie, folks, which I never imagined I would be in my life. But I can make money off those classes. You can also make money off of designing. So I don't know if you guys ever heard uh, Food Forest Abundance, right? That's a guy, he's been on many podcasts. I'm going to try to get him on over here. Well, they're hiring designers uh, for their customers that want to turn their half acre into a permaculture type farm. There's a lot of companies like that. So you can get hired uh, by companies to come in and do permaculture work. So there's ways that you can monetize these certificates so they're not completely useless. Now, big picture for me, what I was thinking, one, obviously it's the skills I'm going to take to our homestead if we get one in West Virginia, the piece of land in Poland, work it into the show over here. At the same time, I've been thinking about what type of groups I can go out and speak to about technocracy and transhumanism? because I do want to go out in the real world and start to spread the word there. I've been thinking about certain sects of uh, Christianity, maybe some churches, places where there's already organized groups and I can come and speak on this. But I don't want to have a lecture that's 90 minutes and I get to the end and I go, ha ha, That's the darkness. Just sit back and wait. Because it's end times and we're all going to die. I want to have some sort of solutions uh, to how people can escape this in their real lives. And I'm thinking this is a very marketable approach. To say I do a 90-minute lecture on the dangers of technology, uh, the artificial intelligence, personal Jesus antichrist, central bank digital currency for a 90-minute lecture. We take a break and I come back for 90 minutes. And I talk about permaculture and horticulture. So it becomes a well rounded speech. I actually feel like I'm doing something good. I'm showing people what's actually coming and then what they can start to do in their lives. Even how to grow vegetables if they're stuck in a little apartment, all the way to if they've just got a little piece of property in a city or a piece of property in the suburbs or a piece of property out in a rural area so it becomes a well-rounded lecture now that's not just about the problems but also about real solutions and i don't want to just tell people turn to god and he'll work it out for you and don't worry about the rapture might be coming and you'll be saved i want to actually give people stuff they can do in their life so for me this permaculture and horticulture Fits into the show. It fits into me being able to speak about it publicly. I can monetize that if I wanted to teach classes and just that. I can then spin it into actually working on my pieces of property, so it's something that makes sense to me more than going. Hey, I'm going to spend all this time getting a new certificate in programming COBOL, and I can go find jobs for eighty or ninety thousand dollars a year, and I can wait around for three years until AI is uh, doing the coding, and then I'm out of work again, right? This is something you could take with you for a lifetime. I can work it into the show. It fits my brand. It'll make me feel good. It's something I could pass on to my son, these skills of how to farm uh, permanently and then how to farm vegetables and stuff that come back annually. At the same time with the gold and silver, which is something that's sort of immediate cash and you're building a local client base of people that you know want to buy gold as an investment, you might be able to sell them the horticulture and the permaculture skills as well. Hey, guys, you got a half acre here in Potomac, Maryland. You seem to have a lot of money. I also do this. So gold and silver, because it's a commodity, gold's been traded as money for thousands of years, fits into the permaculture and the horticulture, and it all fits into the dust and gold standard. So this is kind of what I'm working on, is my plans for 2020. Twenty-three, And my goal is by January 1st, I need to have this written down as a real plan, and then I'm going to start working towards achieving those goals. All right. We talk about solutions. These are real solutions. And I don't want to burst your bubble. I don't want to pierce your worldview. But you have to come to the realization at some point that there is no billionaire coming to save you. There's no politician coming to save you. Even if some guy running for office is a good guy, I guarantee you, he does not understand everything we've talked about here in 118 episodes how is he going to save you if he doesn't know about the dangers of transhumanism and technocracy and central bank digital currency and artificial intelligence and uh, transcranial electronic stimulation helmets and all the programs that our government's involved in and the true history of our country and Operation Paperclip and MK Ultra? how is he going to save you? What is that guy going do to make your life better. You have to make your own life better. You have to build the skill set that you can use to free yourself from these supply chains, from the grocery stores. Build a community of folks in your life that are like-minded that you can lean on and that you're there for them when they need you. These are the things you need to be focused on, folks. Figure out how to create multiple revenue streams, some that play online in the technocrat sandbox, if you can keep squeezing those coins out of there in the meantime. But also build something locally that you can operate in uh, a cash-based type business and then start to think about long-term skills that you can utilize. You know, you go take one of these permaculture courses. They're like $1,200. All right, cut a couple of things out. Sell one of your flat screen TVs and your kid's Xbox or something. Put the money together and you take a class like this. And the next thing you know, you take your little suburban quarter acre lot and you're growing food all over the place and you cut the grocery store out. These are realistic things without trying to figure out how you're going to buy 10 acres in West Virginia. I know not everyone could do that and not everyone wants to do that. That's the thing. We all have different goals. So I'm putting my goals out there for you to see, talking about solutions I'm looking at to start to free myself from this system as much as possible. And hopefully, folks, with this little post-Christmas special, I may have sparked you to start, start thinking outside the box. Start thinking differently. Start thinking about skills that you can acquire now. They're going to help you in the long run. Don't think so short-term. Think long-term. Think about what you really want. But you got to work fast because these guys are approaching 2030. That's a big year for them where they want to have a lot of this stuff into place. And so we need to get our lives in order. We need to get our families in order. And we need to start making these moves now and stop procrastinating. Ladies and gentlemen, I really thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully, you listened to this. Hopefully, you gained a lot from it. Feel free to leave us a five star review at Apple Podcasts with a comment. A few people did that over Christmas. We really appreciate it. Really nice comments, folks. People have said that I have integrity, uh, honesty. You know, that really makes me feel good because the person that you hear here, it is me. I try to be open and honest with you, I don't hide anything from you. Part of this show is about being open and honest. Uh, Feel free to leave us a donation if you want to support the show, donorbox.org slash Show, and then you can join us for the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the Thomas Paine podcast and access to a like-minded group of folks. It's the beginning of building your community. You can do that over at pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you all have a joyous, prosperous, and productive active 2023 i'll see you tomorrow for episode 119
0: the matrix is a computer generated dream world mm.
3: built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on TV. join the discussion